My name is Nicholas Haskins, and I'd like a moment of your time to tell you about the 5th Annual Livestream for the Cure. To do that, I brought along two people whom I couldn't do this event without, Gerald Morris and Dan Brennick. Over the past four years, the Livestream for the Cure has raised over $30,000 for the Cancer Research Institute. That contribution is helping to fund research into cancer immunotherapy, training the body's immune system to fight all forms of cancer. This year, we're aiming for our biggest goal yet as we try to raise $15,000 in 50 hours on the air. Tune in May 19th through the 23rd as we're joined live by podcasters and content creators from around the world. With your help, we can continue the fight for a future immune to cancer. Together, we can make a difference. Evening Hot Dad Out Podcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Hot Dad Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host, the not quite as peppy Adam Higgins, the Hot Dad Out. And this is a show where I ramble and rant and just empty out my brain for your listening pleasure or whatever reason you're listening to me. You can find me at Odd Dad Out on all the social medias and, of course, at OddDadOutPodcast.com. And just getting all that out of the way. Oh, man. Remember how last week I was talking about how I was so, I like, I just got more energy. I don't have it tonight. <laughs> and it may just be because I had a longer work night. I think that, and I think I was it. I was, I was, I'm a little more tired this week than I have in past weeks, but I, I was finally getting back in my group and I realized it is one of those like rules of podcasting where consistency is great, but you should never just make a show to make a show. And I'm kind of breaking that by making a show when I like, I know what to talk about. I know what, but I don't have the time any other time to potentially record. So I wanted to do it and, and sleepiness be damned, but I may, may, and I say may, because if you've listened to me for any amount of time, brevity is not in my skill set. So I want to try and keep the show short this week. <laughs> and speaking of short, um, I'm going to kick myself for, for that transition. This week, basically, all I, like this last week has all been like really about little things. Just go with me on this. Um, <laughs> what? A, a topic? You say a topic? Yes, I have a topic because in the last week, it's been a lot of little shit that's been very impactful in in my life and in the in in our immediate vicinity for starters we've had a lot of the flowers in the garden uh for a lot of the vines for our we've got cantaloupe flowers and i've had some watermelons flowers opening up and cucumber flowers unfortunately not a lot of like as far as like fruiting flowers on the cantaloupe and cucumbers haven't had any of that i did have one good watermelon flower that I think I got pollinated, but I'm not 100% sure. And it looks like it may not have taken, which is kind of disappointing. But there's it's only the first one on there. So realistically, I probably shouldn't have gone with it anyway. Let it 
you know, just let it go and wait for, you know, other ones later down the line, hopefully to be able to grow more watermelons. But lots of, of male flowers on the cantaloupes and cucumbers. And so, you know, no fruit yet. But hey, it's the, it's the, literally the first wave of flowers. It's going to be like constant flowers and bees and stuff constantly for the next month or two, especially for the cucumbers. If you remember when we were growing the cucumbers back in December, those things just produce and produce and produce until I kill them, basically. And with the heat coming up, I'm realistically, I'm, I'm really hoping that it, it gets up to a good size and starts producing before it gets too hot and starts burning them up. Because realistically, all of the stuff we have will kind of have to fight to survive the summer. And I'm really hoping the corn, uh, actually the corn's doing pretty good. But no, one thing that isn't, not small at all. I guess it's, it's small because it's fits in the palm of your hand, but barely is my pumpkin flowers. The other morning I go out to, cause every morning I get up and I go check on the garden and check to see if anything's blooming. And I check to see if anything's blooming because usually by the midday point, it's so hot that any flowers that may have opened have closed because of the heat. And so I get up there and check on the pumpkins and the pumpkin flowers are like the size of my damn hand, which is funny because we're growing uh, the little pie pumpkins the you know, itty bitty ones. And the flowers and leaves on this thing are like the, the, the leaves are like the size of a basketball. No bullshit. They're like as big across as a basketball and the flowers are probably softball size but it's to produce pumpkins that are not much bigger than a softball okay it's a little bit bigger than a softball but you know they're not jack-o'-lantern sized pumpkins these are pie pumpkins and you know but the flowers on these are huge but i've got a couple that opened up yesterday or not yet the day before and there's, you know, there's pumpkins coming, or at least one pumpkin coming that has gotten pollinated. So I'm really excited about it. Um, you know, I'm just excited for, for the garden this spring. I'm really hoping to have, you know, get more out of it. And we last spring was kind of a failure. And I think, I don't think we got anything out of the garden last spring. We had just planted the potatoes so they didn't start fruiting until the winter. Our pumpkins, both times we did pumpkins last year, they died. The watermelons died. Um, yeah, pretty much everything. The only thing we successfully got through last spring was some herbs, and most of those have died since then. Um, our sage. That's about, yeah, the only thing we've had going consistently since last spring is our sage, and our sage is just like crazy. If you've seen anything on the YouTube videos, you know, odddadoutpodcast.com slash YouTube. If you've seen any of my YouTube videos over the, of the garden, the sage is kind of crazy out of control, which is good because I'll be able to cut it back and, 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 uh, bundle it up and dry it out and it'll be really good. So I'm, I'm going to have to probably do that here in a few, in the next few weeks. Although I may, I think I'll probably wait. I'll probably wait until the summer thinking about it right now. I'll wait until the summer because in the summer I can dry whole bunches of sage in like two or three days because of the, how hot it is. You know, it's a lot easier to dry herbs 
outdoors when it's 110 degrees. So I'll probably end up waiting for that. But yeah, it's it's just been lots of little stuff in the garden. And, you know, today especially, today was probably, you know, pumpkins are great. We're really looking forward to our pumpkins and to hopefully getting cantaloupe. And we know these cucumbers produce because we got tons of them over the winter. And so, you know, I know eventually once these cucumber plants get bigger, that we'll get tons and tons and tons of cucumbers out of them. And so super excited for those. But again, trying, really trying for the watermelons and pumpkins. Cantaloupes are, well, whatever. But I'm looking forward to them. But the big thing is the watermelons and the pumpkins because it'd be really cool. Like our goal this year is just to be able to make pumpkin pie from our own pumpkins. That's kind of the big thing we're really hoping to do. The other big thing that I'm really excited for, well, I guess as the, the theme of today is little things, is today, just on a whim, because I've been watching them, I've been super excited. I've, I've, I don't know if I've mentioned my potatoes on the show. I know I've, they've been a, a very major focus on the garden videos that I've done, watching my potatoes come up, but my potatoes have been flowering. And I've never grown potatoes before. I've failed every time I've tried growing potatoes so far. And so I'm finally getting success with potatoes and they're coming up and they're growing and I'm like, yes. And I have all these uh, potato flowers and I'm like, okay, but what's the like progress like? What's the rate like of growth? And when do you harvest potatoes and how do you know when they're ready and all this stuff? And in my lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of YouTube video research on potato growing. Basically, once you see flowers, you can start picking potatoes, but they're going to be itty bitty. And you have to give them basically like you, if you want the biggest potatoes you can, you wait until essentially the plant dies. It's like you get all the way until the plant grows as big as it can. And then it starts dying back. It's like once it starts flowering, there are potatoes in the ground. And as it starts dying back, all those potatoes are sucking the life out of that plant. And once it's sucked all the life back out of the plant and the plant is for the most part wilted out and dead or next to dead, then all your potatoes are about as big as they're going to get. It happens that right now I have russets in the ground. I can't let those get that big. (laughs) But my potatoes are all flowering. And so just on a whim today, I just kind of pulled the mulch back and started kind of digging a little bit to look underneath the potato plants to see what I could see. And I found a little potato, my first ever potato. And I was so excited because I've never, like I said, I've been trying to grow potatoes consistently, just constantly had potatoes growing in buckets or pots or somehow one way or another. I've been trying to grow potatoes consistently since last spring when we started because You can't go wrong with growing potatoes. Apparently, I can fail at growing potatoes, but you can't go wrong with trying to grow potatoes because who doesn't eat potatoes? I mean, shit, they're potatoes. I realistically, I may very well commit an entire bed to potatoes at another time. Right now, I basically stuck them in in our other beds just to kind of, hey, stick this in here and see if it grows because so far it's failed every other time. So I had no illusions of it succeeding. I did not believe that my potatoes were going to grow and they did. And so now I'm super happy. 
But now it's like, okay, I know for a fact there are potatoes in that bed, but I can't let them get to full size because those, that bed also has my watermelons and cucumber, not cucumbers and cantaloupes in it. And all those potatoes are a sucking nutrition out of the soil that those melons need and b taking up space that the roots for those plants need. And so I have to, I'm going to have to pick them probably in a, I'll probably give them like two weeks and then maybe make like probably like first week of June. I'll probably go, I'll probably make a video about it of me going in and harvesting my potatoes. But I'm just excited to know that I can, I have been able to verify there are in fact potatoes in the bed that I will be able to harvest and eat in the next two weeks, which is super exciting just because I failed at potatoes for so long. And hopefully in that time, the cantaloupes and the watermelons, you know, two weeks is a long time for those plants. They're vining plants. They're going to be huge in two weeks. But I'm really looking, I'm looking forward to everything because I'm really happy with what we have coming up this year with all the corn. I mean, two weeks of corn growth is a lot. The corn is a good four or five feet right now. I know the saying is knee high by the 4th of July. Ours are in raised beds, so I got to, you know, tack a couple of feet on there. But it's about it's about five, six feet at this point. So we got that knee high. And the green beans that are growing at the base of them are starting to take off. You know, they're they're we're leaning a little short, but they're starting to grow. And I'm going to get to a point where I'm, they're going to I'll have to start kind of uh, running them up and letting them climb up the corn, which is kind of the point. But, you know, I'm, I'm just excited right now because we're starting to see stuff. Like I said, flowers are opening in the garden and lots of stuff is, is coming to life. And so I'm seeing, you know, the, the makings for pumpkins and watermelons and hopefully cantaloupe soon and seeing potatoes and it's all little stuff, you know, it's all little flower and a little, you know, a little, uh, cucumber bud here and a big, okay, the pumpkin buds are pretty big, you know, and a, and a little, cucumber bud here and a cucumber and a pumpkin bud here and a watermelon bud there and and you know little stuff and little itty bitty like it's just so the if you again check my instagram or go to the facebook page uh but you'll see this little potato that i pulled up it's about the size of a mini corn dog if you if you have that size as a reference it's 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 a tiny little thing and like I, the, on the picture, it's sitting there. It takes up like maybe an eighth of a drink coaster <laughs> is what it's sitting on. It's a tiny little thing, like maybe thumb size. It, yeah, it's like a big thumb is about as big as it is. So, you know, not good for a lot. There's things you can do with potatoes that size for sure. But it's like, it's not a huge thing, but it's a fucking potato. And I grew it and I've successfully grown potatoes. And now I'm happy. <laughs> Speaking of little things, not that I haven't been speaking of little things the entire time, I guess. There's been one more giant little thing that's been going on here this week. So, rewind back to my little year update and all the things that I had to rush through that I didn't cover while I was on break here. We got a dog. 
back in October, we got a dog and I mention her often. Uh, well, that dog was supposed to be for my wife. And I believe I've mentioned this before that we got that dog because I have to attribute this to like my wife having baby fever and rather than having another baby because we don't, we neither need or want a baby, but she wants a puppy or a kitten or just a small creature that's not going to be so mouthy and sassy and, and, you know, <laughs> that she can take care of and that's just adorable. I think this is like an outlet for my wife just kind of having baby fever. She wants a small creature to take care of. Not that we don't already now have two dogs and two cats that are kind of assholes, man, you think about it. But when we got Mystic, she was supposed to be for my wife and she basically bonded with me and is now my dog. <laughs> well, I technically still owed my wife a pet as I owed her a, a dog or cat as per a previous agreement. And since the last dog basically became mine, I technically still owed her. So Monday night after her one of her moments of random scrolling through listings on Facebook Marketplace and Nextdoor and things like of that sort, we ended up picking up a kitten. <laughs> we were told at the time that he was about three months old and that he was already, you know, eating solid food. He was eating like dry food and wet food and was litter trained. And, you know, it's a tiny little black cat. Tiny little minuscule nothing of a furball. And, you know, we go get this. And it was basically a case of their cat had kittens in the shed. They need to get rid of kittens. Simple enough. And so we go and we pick up this cat and we bring it home and I take it to the vet. Turns out that whole lit being three months old is a lot of bullshit because we're oddly responsible with our pets. And so the next morning, I actually took him into our vet and they were like, uh, no, this guy's about six weeks old. <laughs> and when I looked up six week old kitten, he shouldn't have been, re I mean, could have been, but really shouldn't have been separated from his mom at this point. But that is neither here nor there. At this point, we were just like, hey, let's get him his shots. Let's look at when we can get him fixed and, you know, all those things. I think it's still going to be a few months before we can get him fixed. But that whole, he's only six weeks old, also meant he couldn't get his shots for a few more weeks. But in the meantime, <laughs> I now have a one and a half pound black furball running around the house, <laughs> having to contend with two very senior cats and a senior dog and a very wily young husky <laughs> who all have very different opinions of this new kitten. <laughs> Toby and Fluffy want absolutely nothing to do with him. And I, I've never, I've mentioned in the past, Toby's essentially mute. He can talk. 
he can sit there and, and fuss and, and make all the cat noises in the world. He just doesn't. He, for the most part, just doesn't say a damn thing. Fluffy will bitch and moan and whine and complain and nag the shit out of you all the time. But Toby, for the most part, stays quiet unless you step on his tail or really piss him off to the point where he hisses at you. He doesn't say shit. Toby is, like I said, he's essentially mute, which is perfectly fine. Fluffy talks enough for both of them. Not this week. Toby has expressed more displeasure with the presence of this kitten in the last three days than he has made any sound in the last seven or eight years. He has not been this vocal the entire time we have had him combined. He wants nothing to do with this guy. (laughs) Fluffy's kind of indifferent. Fluffy's like another fucking animal. Are you fucking kidding me? She is uh, like, we're like, hey, look, it's a new baby. You two are the cats. Be responsible and help take care of the new baby cat. Yeah, they're like, no, fuck this shit. We're too old for this shit. And I mentioned, you know, as, as in cat years, Fluffy is a, a very senior citizen. She's in her late 60s as far as cats go. Toby is up there as well. He's in his like 40s or 50s. I'm not going to do the math right now on cat years, but he's like seven or eight in human years. So he's, he's a pretty old cat too. So, you know, they're, they're both kind of in the, I'm too old for this shit camp, but you know, and and Jasper's kind of the same way. Jasper is, I think he's 10 or he's like, he's, he's getting up there. He's, I think seven or eight as well. And he's, he's a senior dog, which my wife hates to think about like Jasper because he's still kind of her puppy which I point out to her every time. She's like, oh, I want a puppy. You've got Jasper. (laughs) He is, uh, like I mentioned last week, he's 100% her dog. He is her guard dog. He's with her at all times. And now we have this little black furball, Sebastian, which I, I couldn't fight her on the name because she's been trying to name any and everything Sebastian since, you know, Charlie was born. And so I finally was like, you know, fine. The name fits him. (laughs) So we have Sebastian. And I basically have to babysit him while my wife is working because I made the, you know, I, I was very specific when she said she wanted to get this cat. I was like, okay, you have to go get him. You have to be the one to pick him up. He has to bond with you. Because that's what happened with Mystic. I went to go get her. She bonded with me. Now she's my shadow. So like, you need to get this cat. You need to pick him up. You need to be the one that he sees and bonds with and has that attachment with. Because I don't want this cat attaching to me. Like, it's fine if he likes me later. But first things first, you have to be mom. He has to attach to you. He has to bond with you. And so, you know, she's been having to do all that extra stuff well she still works during the day and she can't exactly sit there while she's working like i mentioned last week she's her job currently is a lot more direct interaction with people i mean it's on the phone but she's got to be you know on phone calls with customers and 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 things of that sort 
And so she can't sit there babying a kitten all day. He's got to be with me. But the other animals don't really want much to do with him other than maybe Mystic, who we're fairly certain she's just getting like all maternal instinct because she's over there nuzzling him and licking on him and, 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 and sniffing all up on him's business. And he doesn't seem to mind her. He'll, he'll like go up and, and, you know, little kitty nuzzle under her nose and roll and lay across her paws and all that. But then she'll go and start kind of gnawing on him and like start kind of gnawing on his feet or at one point, and I, I honestly feel that this was completely innocent, but I took him out into the yard with me when I was working in the garden and I kind of let him run around for a minute and he jumped up into the rocks and she walked over and it looked like she was trying to eat him. <laughs> she like she went up and was sniffing on him and then basically full mouth all the way around his back and side, like kind of picking him up sideways and it looked, but she didn't squeeze. She didn't bark. She didn't have any aggression. She like walked over like, and it's almost like she was trying to pick him up to get him out of the rocks. Like, hey, you're not supposed to be there and picked him up and tried to pick him up. And I immediately snatched her back and stopped her and she got in trouble for it. But I, I genuinely think she was just trying to pick him up and like trying to mother him because I told her, you're a big sister now. You have to take care of him. And she's kind of been, you know, watching him at all times. She's always got eyes on him at this point. And, you know, we keep him locked, you know, when we're, you know, and he needs to sleep or we can't have him out running around in the house. He's got the little cat carrier and it's a padded one. So it's got like a little wool blanket inside and all this stuff. And he's basically been sleeping in that. And we've had that in one of the bathrooms so that he's kind of tucked away and there's like the litter box and all the stuff and all of his stuff is in there with him so that he is in a room to himself, safe away from any animals that may want to dick with him. And it also keeps his litter box from getting raided by dogs because you know how dogs like eating litter shit or at litter box treats as other people may call them. Huh. So yeah, <laughs> this has been fun. I haven't had a kitten in. 15 years at least you know my my last experience with kittens was when my brother and I were still living together and we had a stray cat wander into our apartment one day and she had multiple litters over the years and we were very attached to them and I'm not about to go getting into this the whole conversation because I have a hard time talking about those cats without getting choked up and I don't want to cry on this, this episode tonight. So there, just know that I had a, I had an entire family of cats at a point in my life where I did not think I was going to get married and have kids. I had reserved myself to being an old cat lady as, as it were, which is funny considering that's what my wife always thought she was going to be. She, she always thought she was going to just be an old cat lady. She didn't want to have kids. And then we got married and then suddenly we've got four boys and she's like, what the fuck? I wanted to be an old cat lady. And she got with me at a point in my life where I was basically an old cat lady. <laughs> okay. I was like 25, but I had at that time, I think it was nine cats because whenever like we never, 
we only got rid of like a handful, maybe half of any given litter. So my, my, my cats kept multiplying and I had a small army of cats that would be at my ankles every morning. (laughs) I had to feed them on time. Otherwise they were climbing my legs and, and raising all sorts of hell as I'm trying to make my coffee in the morning. It's like, nope, they wanted, they didn't care about my coffee. They wanted to eat, but that's a whole other thing. But it's been a while. And so having to deal with kittens or a kitten, but also having to deal with a kitten while all the other animals in the house want to know what's going on or want to pick a fight. Because it seems like Toby will walk up and just start yelling at him and just start hissing at him. Like, what the fuck, dude? (laughs) Fluffy avoids him. Fluffy avoids everybody. Especially during the day. During the daytime, it is very difficult to find Fluffy. She usually just kind of finds a dark corner and hangs out. You know, she'll go curl up on one of the boys' pillows or something and stay the fuck away from everybody else. And if you go into whatever room she's in, she's going to glare at you because you woke her up, probably. But, you know, keeping the dogs away, keeping the cats away so that this little guy, like I said, he's only six weeks, maybe. You know, six, seven weeks by the end of the week, by the time you're listening to this. You know, he's a he's a little over a pound and a half, maybe a pound and three quarters. And so, even if Mystic is being completely nice and just trying to protect him and doing, you know, trying to be a responsible big sister in this family, which I genuinely think she's trying to do, at her size, she could accidentally kill him. <laughs> and, I, and I hate to use to say it, but that actually happened to one of my other kittens. Not an accidentally, it was a case of she got loose in the backyard, ended up in the neighbor's yard because it was like a brick wall with little holes in the wall. And she got into the neighbor's yard and the neighbor's dogs attacked her and tried to eat her and punctured her lung. And I had to put her down and I said, I'm not going to cry. So I'm not going to go any further with that. But yeah, those were little dogs. Those are like chihuahuas that killed a kitten. It's about his age. And Mystic is a husky. (laughs) She could accidentally swallow him at his current size. So I'm unfortunately having to keep them separated, although they do seem to like each other. And she does seem to genuinely want to take care of them. She could accidentally eat him. So I'm I'm having to be careful with that. (sighs) So that that's it's been fun. A week of little things, of of little flowers, little potatoes, little pumpkins for all of like a week before those things blow up. Seriously. And little kittens. Ah, the little things have been ruling my world this week. <laughs> but it's 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 fun, but it's draining. I didn't realize how much energy it takes just to wrangle a kitten, just to keep him from chewing on shit and not, you know, because he's teething basically. He's still wanting to chew on everything. So, you know, if we have him running around, I can't leave excuse me. That hiccups. Uh, I can't leave him in the office during the day if I need to sleep because there's so many wires from our computers and everything 
it, you know, he gets under tow, he could go and chomp into a, a, a hot electrical wire. And the next thing you know, we no longer have a computer or a cat. Can't have that happen. So, you know, I, I can't let him just roam in here. So I'm having to basically kind of babysit him and let him like find a space like, oh, we're going to go play in the boys rooms <laughs> because they don't have any wires or anything that he can get into. Just like let him jump around on laundry baskets and like climb up bed sheets and jump off their beds and, and just, you know, be a cute little kitten. It's adorable watching him play. But the fact that I have to be awake and entertaining this kitten is mildly annoying and seriously like energy draining. But hey, you know, he, he needs, I, he's not big enough to play with the, with everybody else yet. And I can't just let him go. So in a few more weeks, I know like inside of a month, he'll be like half fluffy size just, you know, cause kittens grow like weeds for a while. He'll be big enough to defend himself in a few weeks. But for right now, he's appetizer size. And so, you know, he's got to be with me while simultaneously staying out of trouble. And if you've ever had to try and keep a kitten out of trouble, this is a full-time job. (laughs) Seriously, it is so much work wrangling this little dude. He's He's adorable as hell. And I've got some pictures and... There was a video that I posted of him on my Instagram, and I'll probably see if I can get some more videos of him and stuff today or in the next couple of days. Good reason to follow me on Instagram, I guess. Um, kitten pictures and garden stuff. That's what you get. And I'll, I'll, I'll give you a clue. If you ever want to have an idea of what I'm probably going to be talking about on the show, you should probably follow me on Instagram because it's the stuff that I the handful of stuff I post on Instagram usually plays into what I'm talking about this week. Not on purpose, not like I'm sitting here dropping hints, but in a world where I talk about what's going on in my life, that's usually where I'm posting what's going on in my life. So, you know, if you want the advanced idea, you want the, you want the, the early script or whatever, yeah, you should follow me on Instagram at odd dad out. But, I said I was going to keep it short because I'm tired. I probably, I could have gone on, really. And you know what? I'm not going to lie. I have some news stories I wanted to make fun of and some other stuff that I wanted to talk about for a full, long, lots of stuff show, but I just don't have the energy for it right now. I'm just damn tired. So I'm going to wrap it up. I'm going to keep it short this week. A little show about little things. So... You can find me at Odd Dad Out on all the social media places and, of course, at OddDadOutPodcast.com, where you can subscribe to the show on your favorite podcatcher device, you know, app thingy of choice. Find all the past episodes and links to all the stuff I talk about, although there's not much of that this week. Or, of course, where you can get yourself some Odd Dad Out merch, donate on patreon or buy me a coffee which i should have all of those buttons and everything up there within the next few days if you go there now you may or may not be there i don't know time is a crazy thing in podcasting (laughs) but that's gonna do it for me this week and until next time oddballs thank you and good night